Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, the psychic and spiritual meanings of tattoos. When you get an actual tattoo and you start to pierce the skin and it becomes the blood ceremony, that's forever in your subtle body essence. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Hey, welcome to your Monday. If you haven't already, please take a moment and check out my other podcast, The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone. This is where I poke around in some of the shadowy corners of rock music. I explore the legends, the lore, the tragedy, the mysteries, the unexplained. Uh, new episodes drop every Wednesday at midnight Eastern. It's available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and everywhere else for that matter. It's part of the Jericho Network, as in Chris Jericho of the WWE and in association with Westwood One. Chris Jericho. Great guy. You know, one of the things I've noticed about wrestlers is a lot of them, not Chris, but a lot of them are covered in tattoos. They have ink on their arms, their neck, their back, chest, face, everywhere, you name it. I, on the other hand, have nary a one. Uh, First of all, it looks kind of painful, getting tattoos, that is. Uh, And secondly, well, actually, there is no secondly. I just can't get past the pain. Uh, I like the temporary ones. You know, they come off as soon as you shower. A little soap and water. Okay, so maybe they're not so temporary. But anyway, we're going to discuss tattoos right now and how tattoos and body art can reflect a person's psychic energy and vibrations. My guest first noticed this while doing Reiki work and found that around the area around a person's tattoo seemed to hold a different type of energy. And she's found that tattoos can function as a form of self-divination. And she also says you have to be very, very careful about the symbols that you uh, that you do, that you choose as a tattoo, because these symbols have some very potent meanings. Lisa Beretta is a practicing astrologer, intuitive counselor, certified Reiki practitioner, researcher in the fields of consciousness and psychic sensing. Her ability in astrological delineation, coupled with uncanny intuitive insight, has secured a loyal following in the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom, and the Middle East, and she is the author of Conscious Inc., The Hidden Meaning of Tattoos. Lisa Beretta, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me on. I never would have thought there was a connection between psychic ability and the spirit world and tattoos. Explain how you began exploring this. It was interesting. I, I was doing research on birthmarks and how they they link into past lives. And that led me on to, okay, tattoos. I've heard them referred to as spiritual birthmarks, so I wanted to delve a little further. And through my research, now you have to keep in mind, I'm not a tattooist. I'm just a researcher in consciousness, that I found out that tattoos are really rooted in magic, mysticism, and spirituality, more than you can imagine. It's a ceremony, and it's about celebrating, and it's about connecting to the spirit world, and 
Wow, and so much more. It identifies our inner archetypes, and it and the mystical experiences that people have had with tattoos. I could go on and on and on about. I, I guess when I think of ancient civilizations that that you know would would tattoo their bodies, it, that makes sense. I guess I'm thinking of more modern day tattoos. Let's say, for example, someone goes in to a tattoo a place and they want a tattoo of Minnie Mouse or. Uh, something that's seemingly very innocuous. Does that also have uh, a c- connection? Is that um, is that a symbol that that has deeper meaning for them, or is that just sort of random? Uh, it definitely, it has deeper meaning because you may think, okay, um, Minnie or Mickey Mouse—they're just you know silly tattoos that are showing your lighter side. But if you want to take it, okay, how does this link into our consciousness? What archetype does Minnie or Mickey Mouse represent? What's inside of you that wants to be expressed? Or is there, you know, you're, you're projecting an inward, um, I guess you could say, persona outwardly, something that you may not be comfortable to do all the time. So you're, you're actually wearing the symbol. And on the other hand, too, we embody the symbols that we wear. So by putting something like Minnie or Mickey Mouse, we're embodying the symbol. We're embodying the archetype that goes beyond just what we see as the silly little sketch. It's actually the energy associated with that symbol, which is crazy when you think of it. But how many people carry a good luck charm or, or wear like a religious medal and they feel protected because they're actually embodying the energy of these items with a tattoo? This has gone deep because you're opening a portal into your, your subtle bodies, when you, when you pierce your aura, which a lot of people don't even think about their aura when they're getting a tattoo, but it is our energetic essence around the physical body. When you pierce the aura, you're actually letting energy in, and sometimes you can also be releasing a lot of energy. So it works both ways, depending on your intention, the ceremony involved, the, the tattooist. It's deep, and I love the fact that it's rooted in spirituality, mysticism, and magic. It makes it all the more enticing for me. Years ago, I interviewed a former neo-Nazi, a skinhead, who had, okay. who had uh, his body was covered in hateful tattoos, and he, had, he was trying to make amends and uh, was, was going through a procedure to have tattoos removed and had, you know, was reaching out to former victims and so forth. But if if someone is having hateful symbols tattooed on their body, uh, you know, let's say um, demons and, and these sorts of things, or hateful messages, what kind of damage can that do to that person's soul? Yeah, it's it's all the intention because you are dealing with a very, like I said, tattooing is a spiritual modality. So when you are intentionally inviting these demons or these sigils or these hate messages into your essence, they do act like a magnet, and you start to attract more of that energy to you. You know, people can look at you and and just project their thoughts. There's a lot of thought form energy that flies around, which in the book Conscious Inc., The Hidden Meaning of Tattoos, I really get into that in Chapter 4, the the occult and the, the more mystical side of our ink. And a lot of people that get these tattoos, somewhere down the road, they decide they don't want them anymore. So um, they go and they have them removed. But it's more than just the process of having the ink removed. You need to do some deep soul work and and do the work to really level that energy from your consciousness because it's held in there. In the book, 
uh, Conscious Inc., you talk about a number of cases where people have, have a tattoo and then they seem to acquire some sort of a spirit attachment following, the, you know, receiving that to, tattoo. Give me an example of, of that in the book. Uh, this, this girl, Alex March, she's amazing. She's a, an empath and a healer. And in Chapter 4, I explain how Alex was a tattooer. But she found that when she would actually tattoo people, because keep in mind she is piercing their aura when she's applying the tattoo, she would start to connect with them spiritually, and spirit would talk to her where she was getting messages for the people that she was tattooing. So much so that it really was too much for her to absorb being an empath that she actually stopped tattooing, and now she just focuses on just spiritually healing people. Uh, another gentleman in Chapter 4, Brian Rawls, he, has, he works a lot with white magic, and he has certain symbols that he tattooed on with intention to have these symbols help him open up more to receive communication from spirit, and it works for him because certain symbols have a very, very deep magical history to them, and you have to be careful when you tattoo them on because just the configuration of these symbols really says a lot symbolically. So let's say, for example, uh, someone has a close friend or a relative that dies and they, they tattoo that person's name on their body, maybe the, their, their date of death, you know, R.I. rest in peace, R.I.P., something like that. Uh, can that invite a spirit attachment? Has it, as far as you know? Well, actually, I, I, the memorial tattoos are, are very popular. And in the book, I even mentioned Damon Rowanchild, who was a Canadian tattooist and a, a tattooer for transformation. He did a tattoo for a woman where he actually took some of the ashes of her deceased husband, mixed it in with the, applied it on the tattoo. That forms a very strong connecting cord that could connect you into a prior incarnation with that person. It's forever keeping that bond. You're embodying this memory. It's like you're not losing connection with them. And the stories that people told me, they would unfold and they would become more and more mystical as I was hearing these stories where, yes, that it, it does bring this, you might say, this um, sort of Internet connection to the other side because you're embodying their memory so strongly, more so than just looking at a photograph or thinking back to a happy time. There's also a uh, a client in the um uh the book who receives a tree tattoo and um that sort of gave her feelings of a past life explain that Oh yeah yeah sometimes when you're giving a healing you also receive a healing uh it was my reiki master Mary O'Donnell she was doing um She's a licensed massage therapist and Reiki master. She was doing a massage on someone's back who had this elaborate tree tattoo. And as she was massaging them, she got pulled into the energy that was coming off of this tattoo where she found herself actually having a mini shamanic journey, which brought her back to the time of being a Druid and living that lifetime. She said it was like something she had never experienced before. It was amazing. She said it was an actual journey that she picked up because this tattoo had such a strong effect on her own energy. Now, if you're going in for a tattoo and you don't know too much about the artist, um, I mean, how do you prevent the tattoo artist sort of infusing their own intention into the tattoo? I mean, they may do it unconsciously. 
How do you protect yourself? Good point. That's why I wrote the book, and it's called Conscious Inc. It's to let people be aware that this is really, in a sense, a magical ceremony. So when you go to get a tattoo, instead of just randomly walking in and picking out a flash piece of art that's on the wall, think about it, because you're going to embody the symbol, the intention, and even the tattooist is going to put some of their energy into it because they're the creative artist. And whenever you create anything, that in itself is a very potent energy. And in its essence, it is a blood ritual because you're drawing blood. And anybody who knows about the esoteric arts knows that blood in itself is chi, our life force, and it attracts spirits. So you really want to make sure that you and your tattoo is click. You're on the same wavelength. They can be a fantastic artist, but if their philosophies do not meet with yours, you could be inviting some of their energy into your tattoo. So you really need to take more of a serious approach because of the magic involved in this whole ceremony, the process, the drawing of blood, and the, the creation of art that you're going to embody. So, I mean, it's, it's possible that if you go to a tattoo artist and uh, they don't share your values, let's say, um, consciously or unconsciously, they impart their intention into the tattoo, that could make you spiritually um, uh, oppressed, possibly. And very vulnerable, too. Uh, I've had people that I interviewed throughout the process of writing the book, both tattoo artists and people have gotten tattoos, a lot of tattoo artists say people come in and they insist they want a, a certain symbol and they don't want to do it. The tattoo artist does not feel comfortable doing it. Nine out of ten of them will refuse it. There may be that small percentage that will do it anyway. They're not happy about it. So you're actually wearing that energy that was imbued into this whole process of getting your tattoo of them not liking what they did. And then it works the other way around, too. If you don't consciously think about what you're getting where you're getting it, because certain parts of the body hold energy, so you want to be conscious of your placement also. People have gotten tattoos, and afterwards they said after it healed, they didn't really like it, even though somebody might say that looks like a nice piece of art. Something about that tattoo does not feel right. They don't like it. They wind up trying to get a cover-up or having it removed, and they're not happy with it. You make an, an excellent point, a very profound point, and that is when you go to have a tattoo, you are forever bonded with that tattoo artist, and, and vice versa, right? Yes, yes. And a, a lot of uh, cultures that still practice tattooing as a modality for connecting into the spirit world, for you know, self-empowerment, they're really upset that you know we have, in a way, commercialized this very sacred art to them, like in the Polynesian countries, you know, only certain people are allowed to give tattoos, only certain people are allowed to receive tattoos, you have to earn it, because you're crossing a threshold. There is always that death and resurrection aspect to your tattoos. Something dies so something can be reborn. You're forever changing your skin, you're adding something so that's the death of the blank piece of skin canvas to have the rebirth of a symbol that you're going to embody. And also it, it filters through to your consciousness. Your subtle bodies also experience getting the tattoo, and it's an imprint. And it's something that people who really understand consciousness know that you're going to carry this experience with you and the embodied energy of the symbol with you through many lifetimes. I think that's an excellent point. I mean, <clears throat> I don't have a tattoo. I don't know that I would ever get one. Um, but I think you're right. I think it has become so commercialized 
that 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 people don't do it consciously. They they just they, there's an image that pops into their head, and you know they, they want to get every part of their body covered uh, without any consideration as to what they're actually doing to themselves. Now, do, I'm not sure. Do you read auras as well, Lisa? I, I can sense somebody's energy. I wouldn't say I see the color, but when I deal with somebody, I can I can feel their energy and and get an essence of what's going on with them. Can you tell if someone has had a, a, a tattoo based on not reading their auras necessarily, but just sensing their energy? I have one. Um, after I wrote the book, and, and I was educated by you know many tattoo artists, especially Damon Rowanchild, who I mentioned extensively in the book. He was such an, a major influence on and helping me, you know, format a lot of my thinking with the book. I decided to get a tattoo, another tattoo. I only had one tiny one, which I had for years. And and when I rewind, I could say, yeah, it was very much in line with me crossing a threshold at a certain point in my life. But to get back to my tattoo, I stood across from my tattoo artist, Nick Santiago, and he said, let's just, just stand in front of each other and see what we get. I'm like, okay. And we didn't say anything. He took out a little pen, and he drew a symbol of a fern on my wrist. And he goes, what do you think? I said, I like it. I'm feeling it. So he tattooed it on. It's a very simple, small tattoo. And when I came home, I looked up the meaning of fern because that was one of the symbols I, I did not have in the book. And it really fit. The, the fern means discretion, sincerity to others, and working your magic. So it was just something that he sensed from me, and he was right on. I, I can relate to, to this symbol because it relates a lot to the work that I do, and it was, and I love it, and it feels right, and it feels good. And it was a good experience because of the, the approach to getting the tattoo. Let's talk about some of the other symbols in, in the book. Uh, give us some, some, some symbols that you feel are very positive, powerful, uh, enlightening. Well, what I did with the symbols, instead of just going, uh, breaking them down into a uh, cat is a cat or a dog is a dog, I broke them down into the elements because... Our very essence is very elemental. We're, we're a combination of fire, air, earth, water, and ether. So what I did is I, I separated the symbols into the different elements. So say, for instance, if somebody told me, um, I really, like, I'm a very emotional person, and I really feel that I want to be more grounded, I would suggest to them, let's look to a symbol that represents earth. You want to inject more of that energy into your essence for for grounding so you know we'll go to the section that says earth symbols and then i I lift them all you can even get the the alchemy symbol for earth if you don't want a picture if you want a picture that represents earth you can get a tree or you can get a certain flower that relates to earth so you can add things to your essence also if you need more energy maybe a nice fire symbol or a fire symbol uh, like a fire dragon or a ladybug is good if there's a problem in your life and you want to transmute it because everything is transmuted by fire, then add a fire symbol. And you can work with the, I want to say magic, because I can't think of a better word, the magic of the symbols. It's about how we can work elementally, embody the symbols, the energy of the symbols. And really, it's tattooing is about self-empowerment, and it's about self-realization. Not so much about going around showing off your art. It's you do it for yourself, and and there's a new spin on this too. The 
In Chapter 3, I mentioned that tattoo medicine seems to be the new buzzword because as I research this, I see there is more of what was an underground way of tattooing that's becoming more mainstream where people actually go through uh, the ceremony, a little mini shamanic journey. There is uh, maybe a tarot reading, an astrology reading, some counseling, nutritious meals, and you're really taking part in this very, very sacred ceremony, and people love it. And if you look on the Internet, I, I know a lot of the popular pop culture sites are all talk uh, way of experiencing tattooing now, where the, you, you do take part in the ceremony. You just don't walk in a shop and get your tattoo. Now, in in uh, certain cultures, they don't um, they don't pierce the skin. I think it's called henna. Uh, this is very popular in places like India. It's it's beautiful. Um, my my wife has had a henna kit and and uh, so forth. Does does henna um, have any effect uh, the same way that a a, a, tat, a normal a regular tattoo would? Well, I think the, the henna is beautiful, and that's they use the henna a lot for for ceremonial purposes. You know, if they get weddings, at weddings the the bride may get certain henna designs put on their hands, and if, if for that moment you are embodying the the essence of that symbol, but then that's going to wear off and wash off. When you get an actual tattoo and you start to pierce the skin and it becomes the blood ceremony, that's forever in your your subtle body essence. You know, and a lot of tattooists are going back to the hand-poked method, which means it's more like a tapping method, which is very soothing and is supposed to have even a more profound effect on your consciousness by having a tattoo applied that way. In another reality, Richard is a very strong and handsome man. Just not in our reality. Although I heard somebody passing him in the hall the other day, and it was, good, good, a handsome man Richard is. I made that up. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Lisa Beretta is here, and we're discussing the psychic and spiritual meaning of tattoos. Dragons, obviously, very, very popular in pop culture in general, but also um, with with tattoos. What 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 are your thoughts on dragon tattoos? Are there ones to avoid? Are there are they? What do they mean? Well, there are many different types of dragons. There's the air dragon, the fire dragon, the water dragon, the earth dragon. Uh, in the Polynesian cultures and also in a lot of the Asian cultures, tattoos ha- are very symbolic of certain things. Also, if you go into the Celtic uh, view of symbolism. So once again, it comes down to your intention. If you're getting a dragon because you want to feel that you can face your life's problems and this dra- you're carrying this dragon energy to help you, then your intention is also what starts to determine the outcome of your tattoo. If you're getting the dragon because you want to be a bully, you're going to get that effect also. And as I said earlier, certain parts of the body, by working with Reiki and knowing massage therapists, hold energy. Like the legs are where we find our stability, the arms are where we get our strength. So wherever you put this symbol, you're also applying that energy to that part of your body. And some people find that by getting, say, something like a dragon tattoo, say if they have um, a shoulder problem, but they want the dragon to help them, you know, transmute that pain, they may decide, let's get a fire dragon because it's going to help transmute the pain. And they work with a tattoo as someone like Damon Rowanchild, who understands this, and after he applies the tattoo, he does some transformative healing with you. There have been 
instances, as I also mentioned in Chapter 3, where people have actually experienced physical healings from a tattoo, which is even more amazing. That is amazing. What are your thoughts on the uh, the all-seeing eye? Uh, because to some people, you know, that's a symbol of the Illuminati. To others, it means something else. Uh, what um, what does what does that symbol mean to you? To me personally, it would mean like awareness. It would be like opening up your your third eye. It would be about illuminating. Because my intention with it is in a negative attention. Just like some people may see um, a pentangle, and right away they think that's bad. That that's a witch symbol, but it's really not. It's a very ancient symbol that relates to man. The same thing uh, the swastika. Of course, that symbol uh, got a bad rap because of what happened during World War II, but that also is a very, very ancient symbol whose meaning has somewhat got diluted because of the way it was used and the intention for which it was projected. So that's why with symbols, you have to really research your symbols, understand your intention for getting it, because once you get that tattoo, in a sense, it becomes your logo. It's what people are going to, you know, they see that, and what does it mean to you may mean something to them. But if your intention is good, then maybe that energy would be projected a little softer than if it was inked with the wrong intention. Right. In terms of the history of tattoos, why is it that that sailors in particular uh, seem to have such an affinity? People that have been in the Navy, the Merchant Marines, they have such a strong affinity for tattoos. What's that connection? Well, back in World War II, um, in the South Pacific, there was someone called Sailor Jerry. And he was really taken with the beautiful tattoos that the Polynesian cultures had. So what he did, uh, he set up his own little tattoo shop. The sailors would come in, and there would be certain symbols that they would get that would um, mean a lot to a sailor. And then when they came back home, they had the tattoos, and it sort of filtered its way back into mainstream, where before... People that had tattoos were usually put in a carnival or a circus as the tattooed lady or the tattooed man. So it, it started to give it more popularity and people started to relate to it as with you know, sailors, people in the service. And then it sort of went through a little bit maybe of a, a dark side. It became part of a, a, a subculture group where it, it got associated with just bikers or beatniks. And then once again, it's it's rising up again now where people are starting to see it as like, wow, it's very healing, and, and I know that there's even temporary tattoos that people are buying that have certain symbols that they want to wear to feel the, the essence of the symbol. But I say, hey, if it works for you, just embody it all the way. Get the tattoo. Right. Now, uh, obviously tattoos are very popular in prison, some of them uh, sort of kind of a DIY kind of thing. There are gang symbols in, in, in prison. Uh, talk to me a little bit about um, you know, what can happen to someone in a gang when they're sort of displaying these, gangs, these gang tattoos on their body. The, the prison tattoos, a lot of them get them. They feel that, okay, if they get the tattoo, which is they're part of a certain group in prison and they're, they're protected. You know, so they, some of them feel like almost they have to get that tattoo for protection. When they come out, a lot of them want it removed. But with any type of magic, or for anything that matter, it's how are you going to use it? I mean, people that light candles for good intentions are going to get good intentions. If you're lighting a candle because you want to do some black magic, you get that intention also. So the gang tattoos, 
a lot of tattoo artists won't do gang tattoos or face tattoos. And I did talk to a lot of uh, tattooers when I was researching the book. They don't like to do it. And a lot of these tattoos are applied by uh, people who you might say aren't legitimate tattoo artists. They go in somebody's house or garage and they, they apply the tattoos themselves. And then uh, you're going to attract something negative if that's your intention. And then years later, you may not want that. You, you mentioned that a lot of tattoo artists refuse to do face tattoos. What do you mean? Yes. Well, sometimes people come in and they'll want certain writing or lettering on their face, and a lot of tattoo artists say they don't like to put it on somebody's face. They, they just have a... They feel that if you're going to do that, you have to be sure you really, really want that. I mean, there are tattoo artists that will do it, but the majority I spoke to said they really prefer not to do face tattoos, and they have their own little, I guess you could say, superstitions. They feel that if you get your lover's name tattooed onto you, chances are you're going to break up. So that could be their own, like I said, little thing amongst themselves, but everyone seemed to have that same sentiment when I asked them about it. Are there, speaking of the face, then are there, are there, are there parts of the body that are sort of optimum for, let's say, you want a healing tattoo? or a tattoo to increase your luck or your, I don't know, your business acumen? Are there, are there specific places on the body where you should look to have these tattoos? If, if you want to get a healing tattoo, say, uh, there's, there's one woman that I mentioned in Chapter 3 that Damon had did her tattoo. Uh, she had a, a breast cancer, and she went through the surgery, but after she had the surgery, there was always one spot on her body that still hurt. So she went and she actually had the tattoo not so much for healing. She went in because she wanted to add some beauty back to her body, and she figured let's cover the scar with a gorgeous tattoo and make her feel better about herself. But because she was with the right intention, and, and Damon is a healer and a tattooer, she said after she got that tattoo, now keep in mind this woman has a scientific background in the medical profession. So if anything, she was skeptical, at least from what she had wrote to me, she was skeptical. But after she had the tattoo, she actually saw like a black sinewy smoke release itself from that part of her body and the pain was gone. So that was amazing. But I say if someone wants to get a healing tattoo, pick a symbol that represents this healing. If possible, get it on the part of your body that needs the healing or if that's not the optimum spot, uh, try to get it close to a chakra center that would maybe have some type of jurisdiction over that part of your body. And then it's the, it's the process. People have to understand that just getting that tattoo isn't going to heal you, but keep the intention, embody the symbol, be conscious of what you have, and let it work with your consciousness because symbols are so powerful. Before there was, you know, the word, the way we know it, people communicated with symbols because they are so powerful. Look at logos. I mean, you can look at a logo and it tells you everything you need to know about a company. Right, right. And there are people that have logos tattooed on, on their body. Um, oh, yeah. Sports teams, they love it. Right. I mean, is there any any downfall, let's say, to having, um, let's say, the logo of a favorite sports team tattooed on you or... Uh, let's say, by extension, the ultimate logo, let's say, a flag of your country. Uh, is there any downside to that? No, I know a lot of people that, that have the flags of their country. 
they relate to their country, they feel loyalty to it, it's what it represents to them, and it's the archetype inside of them that's the, maybe it's the, the hero who wants to feel they're part of the country. Sometimes uh, a tattoo, from my research, can even be related. You may pick a symbol and you don't even know why it appeals to you, but it does, but it could also relate to something in a prior incarnation. And that's where I get into, it was chapter five about how these symbols relate to different archetypes that we embody, because we all have them, and archetypes speak to us through symbols, not, not through verbiage, but through symbols. So as, as uh, a psychic, when you see someone and they've got lots of tattoos on their body, uh, are, you able to, are you able to sort of divine more information about that person's past or their future based on those tattoos? Yeah, a few times when I've looked at people's tattoos, you know, and they've allowed me to go into it. They every tattoo has a story. They have their story why they got it, where they were, and what it what it means to them. And they're usually pretty meaningful. And I find a lot of people have tattoos because they were inspired by a dream or or something that really moved them emotionally. Uh, one musician that I had a lot of tattoos, and they were all different things. And it was interesting because I could see how he embodied these different archetypes. I mean, there was the lover in him, there was the outlaw in him, there was the hero in him. And all of these, you know, personas came through in his songs, which I could really feel strongly that in a prior incarnation, he may have experienced, you know, um, being a poet, being a writer. And it's like you work along with that person's energy. It's like you just can't walk up to somebody and randomly say, I'm going to see what your past life with. You know, you have to sit down, and any time I work with anything to do, when you're going into somebody's energy field, is with a tower reading, an astrology reading, and even a tattoo reading, everything needs to be done with respect for for the process and for, you know, the gift that you're given to go into somebody's energy, and you never go in without permission. So there's a lot you can get from reading someone's tattoos as much as you can their horoscope or their tarot cards. It's all symbols. Are they also clues to past lives? I feel they are also clues to past lives. Uh, people who may say, I don't believe in past lives, but if they really sit with their tattoo and they really look at that symbol, some not every tattoo, but there are some tattoos that are really connected to past lives. When I uh, talk to different people who had tattoos, uh, one girl in particular mentioned in Chapter 3, she's a tattooist. She said she got these... Um, Celtic symbols on her back and she didn't know why she wanted them but she just wanted these symbols and she had them tattooed and there's a very lovely picture of her in the book she found out afterwards that they what the symbols meant they they meant like pilgrim they meant seer and it actually brought her into having her own experience of going back and she wanted to experience that life and she went through the whole thing of becoming part of a woman's Celtic group and she experienced her own, I guess you could say, shamanic death and rebirth by living in the ground. The whole experience that definitely connected her to her past life. She said it was awesome. And it, now she tattoos with people, and she does it as a form of helping people unravel maybe prior life issues that crop up in this life. So there's different types of tattooers for for different things that you may need healed. They're not, you can't lump them together and say they're just tattoo artists. There's actually, you know, they're coming up now, a faction of them that 
take you on that shamanic journey and go into the deeper healings. So how do you make sure you get the right tattoo artist? You have to interview them. A lot of people will say, uh, I, I put a lot of things up on the Facebook page for, for Conscious Think, The Hidden Meaning of Tattoos. Whenever I find out that there's a tattooer that's maybe doing a healing or does the shamanic journey, I'll post it. And you can look up someone like that. If um, You have to talk to your tattoo artist. You have to. You Just like when anybody would go for any other type of a, a reading, a, a psychic reading, astrology reading, you're not going to click with every reader. You have to make sure it's the right fit for you, the, the right energy mix, you might say, because it's all about energy when you come down to it. So give us the, the Facebook page again, and then tell us where we can get a copy of Conscious Inc. Okay, the Facebook page is Conscious Inc., The Hidden Meaning of Tattoos. And you can get a copy of Conscious Inc., The Hidden Meaning of Tattoos. It's on Amazon, Amazon Canada, Amazon UK. It's also available through the publisher, uh, Red Rail Wiser, and Barnes & Noble, or wherever uh, books are sold if you're... A retailer doesn't have it. If you ask them, they can always order you a copy. Terrific. Lisa Beretta, terrific meeting you. Thank you for this, and I hope we'll talk again. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. My pleasure. Before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to tell you what's coming up on Episode 87 of Conspiracy Unlimited. Roland Watson joins me from Scotland to discuss old Nessie. That's right, everything you wanted to know about the Loch Ness Monster. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.